Welcome to the People of Packaging Podcast. I am so glad you are here. This is Adam Peak. I am your host. You can find me at Packaging Pastor on TikTok or PackagingPastor.com. Listen, this show would not be made possible without some incredible companies and people, including you, our longtime sponsor, Specrite. Specrite wants you to imagine a world without waste. They were just named one of Fast Company's most innovative companies. That is incredible. Packaging is truly amazing. Go learn more at specrite.com, S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T.com. And also our newest sponsor, Spark Packaging. If you need contract to hire support or you're looking to hire directly for industry professionals, Spark Packaging can help. You can go to Spark Packaging Inc. That's S P A R K P A C K A G I N G I N C dot com backslash hiring. And if you're like, I'm driving, I can't write that down. It's cool. It's in the show notes, anyways. Spark Packaging Inc. dot com backslash hiring. They're there to answer your questions, and a team member will reach out ASAP. Whether you talk to Specrite or Spark Packaging, whatever it is, or if you just go to my website, just let them know that I have sent you. Okay. How's that for, that's the shortest, most condensed version that I can get. I'm going to be coming out with some more member only premium content. I've been teasing this for a while. Uh, and make sure that you're signed up at my Substack page as well, building a community of packaging professionals who want to build online together. You can do that at packagingisawesome.com. Okay. Enough. It's been two minutes. Let's get to this next episode. Okay, here we go. Recording started, and I've got, I've had a few repeat guests. Uh, Tim, not to be confused with Tom. Tom, not to be confused with Tim. Uh, oh, are you still there? Tom. Yep, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, Can you okay. hear me? You froze. You froze oh, on boy. my computer, but that's fine. Luckily okay. for us, this is an audio podcast, and you and I... Like I've said so often, but especially with you and I, we both have faces for podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met Tom at Label Expo, I believe. Was it Label Expo or was it TLMI or was it both? Uh, both. Okay. We ran into each other a couple of times. A couple of times. Uh, and met Tom when he was a vice president of sales at S1 Labels and Packaging. We had a great conversation, super cool company. Um, and, and he's had a career change and doing some really awesome stuff and reached out and was like, hey, what about this new thing I'm doing at Freedom Packaging? And I said, that sounds awesome. Let's get on the internet and talk about it together. So uh, for the second time, uh, I've got Tom Howen. Oh, shoot. I'm going to totally butcher your last name. Tom Howenstein? Howenstein. Howenstein. Yeah, you Howenstein. even did the little German inflection there. Nice job. We have, we, we have Tom Howenstein. Tag, wie geht's, Tom? Yeah, I don't speak German. <laughs> Dang it. Well, to all of my German lis- listeners... Um, I apologize. It's... Uh, um, let's see. I don't even know how to say I'm sorry. Uh, in Entschuldigung? Uh, no, that's excuse me. Uh, Schlagzeug is drums. I'm, I, I know a lot of German, Tom. Uh, yeah. clearly, clearly, my four years in high school is really coming through right now. Uh, zwei Beer, bitte. There we go. So, okay. 
two beers, please. Tom, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, I mean, more thanks for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's that I scene from like... Man where they're just like going back and forth? It's like uh, Will Ferrell and the actress who plays uh, Victoria. Oh, what like... is her name? Oh, Christine Applegate. Yeah, Christine Applegate. When it's like, uh, stay classy, San Diego. You, but you do this, but mostly stay classy. But you... <laughs> Take care, San Diego, but mostly stay classy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Competing in the sign-off game. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll exactly. get, get there at the end. We could do that okay. at the end. All right. All well, right. everyone has to stay tuned for that hot piece of mess that's going to happen at the end of this podcast. Uh, so, Tom, <laughs> you left uh, You left a great job and to mm -hmm. become the president. So let's talk, let's talk about that, you know, kind of that journey. So as, like, what is that like? You were, you were there... How long were you at S1 Labels and Packaging? I was at S1 for 20 years. I started in 2003. So just under 20 years, I was with that company. So more like family. Yeah, you know. yeah, no doubt. And so what what compels somebody to make a move at that point? Because um, I know, I know, like we were talking about before the call, like you still love the people over there, still a great company. Because I said like, hey, can I mention that? You're like, absolutely. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, I have to imagine that there was some like great opportunity for you to go over at Freedom Packaging. So maybe just walk, walk us through what that's like. Cause a lot of people don't, don't always go through that. Cause so many people are jumping job to job, to job, to job, but to go 20 years and then be like, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go now. Um, has got, there's gotta be a lot there. Yeah. So, uh, S1 has, historically with me been what I like to call an entrepreneurial company where uh, you, I would present an idea like back in 2004, I was like, we should create a technical support department for our customers to troubleshoot rip software. They're like, that's a great idea, Tom. You're now the director of technical support. So that's the kind of company you come with an idea and they're like, that's a good idea. Now that you do it, you right. know? So that's kind of how the labels and packaging division started. Uh, you know, we were, under the LexJet umbrella, which is one of the companies under S1. And uh, I was supplying ink adhesion coating from Michaelman for all the indigo presses that a ton of the people you know run, right? And uh, I was like, we should just carve this out. This is a whole different industry because the rest of the company was in wide format inkjet. And I was like, we should carve this out and really focus on it. They're like, yeah, have at it. So that's when we launched the labels and packaging division in 2017. And it was just me. And then when I left, it ended up being about 14 people that were reporting to me. You know, I was managing a team in Europe. I had a team domestically here in the U.S. and Canada. So uh, really empowering company, but not all the power, right? And so maybe I'm just a power hog, maybe my own fault. But uh, the autonomy that was afforded to me by this opportunity that just came across was incredible. So Freedom Packaging reached out to me. Uh, their president for like 25 years had resigned in the fall and they were looking for somebody to fill in and uh, went out there and met with uh, TJ who runs the rigid side of our business called Abcon, different company. He's like, I can't be the president of both companies. I just don't mm. have the bandwidth. I need somebody that's knowledgeable that could do this. And he flew my wife and I out to make sure we jived. And he's basically the same age we are. His kids are the same age ours are and, we just got together really well and 
I had to roll the rocks, right? Like I, I hate the regrets and the what ifs, so I did it. And uh, I, you know, I was telling you before we jumped on the recording that I felt like I gave a child up for adoption. Like the week between Christmas and New Year's was when I was like my last week at S one, and I was just going through it emotionally, like not sure if this was the right thing to do, and just felt like I was turning my back on some of my best people that I've worked with forever. I mean, we have such a solid team over there. So it was, it was tough, but yeah, you know, three months into it or almost three months into it, it was the right move. Uh, I love what I'm doing now. Uh, Freedom Packaging is a completely different company. Uh, I want to take a quick break here to remind you of our sponsor, Go Ruby, G-O-R-U-V-I.com. We know it can be hard to eat enough fruits and vegetables. They take time to prep, they're messy, and they don't always taste good. But without them, you lack energy and vitality. Ruby is an easier, tastier way to get your fruits and veggies. You simply pour the freeze-dried powder into a shaker bottle with water. You shake and drink. My family and I have been just devouring these things since the first time we got them. Such a simple way when you're on the go to get the nutrients that you need. So remember, it's GoRuvy.com. Use promo code PACKAGING to get 15% off. GoRuvy.com, promo code PACKAGING. Let's get back to the interview. Okay. Uh, so just to give you some background. So S1 Labels and Packaging was selling two converters, label and flexible packaging converters. You know, flex pack films and stuff like that. Freedom Packaging is actually a converter and we're selling massive scale. So S1 was really focused on digital and the indigo space, short runs, stuff like that. Freedom Packaging, we're servicing and providing packaging mostly for retail, retail stores, club stores, and food service. So those are interesting words. Um, yeah. But what that means is, for example, Walmart has a great value brand. So you can buy Del Monte frozen peas in a two pound bag, or you could buy the great value version. So we'll do the great value or we'll do the 365 brand for Amazon, Aldi's house brand. So that's our retail side of our business, the private label retail. And, you know, it's just not digital. People are ordering a million and a half impressions. That just didn't happen in the digital space, right? So it's, it's a different animal. Um, on the club store side, so we do a ton of Kirkland vegetables for Costco. And we do Berkeley and Jensen for BJ's. And then food services like Cisco or foods for the prison system, for example, where they're just really no frills in the packaging. It's just, I need to get five pounds of peaches from point A to point B. Can you give me a package that's not going to fall apart in transit type deal? Right. And is it so... Uh... Is it then, so at Freedom Packaging, it's still flexible packaging, is that correct? All flexible is correct. All flexible packaging, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and and do you have, I mean, uh, there's employees and facilities and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, so it's headquartered in Watsonville. Uh, so we have a small office there and then we have certain vendors and certain facilities in, in Canada and then also in Texas that are actually the production facilities. The office in Watsonville is just what it is. It's just our headquarters and our office, but we're not producing anything. Okay, got it. And and so have you been able to, because I know that S1 was had a, had a big sustainability focus. Has that continued? Were you able to bring that over to Freedom Packaging or was that something that they were already doing and you just get to augment? 
they're it, they're going through it, right? So it's it's interesting, and that's my love language, right? I love compostable packaging. I love circular economies with recyclable packaging. And right now, I feel like five or six years ago, all these massive brands have made this commitment, the Ellen MacArthur commitment, to create a circular economy with their packaging. And now they're like, they made it seven years ago. They're like, yeah, we'll do that by 2025. And now all of a sudden, it's 2023. They're like, oh man, it's like the kid that has a huge project and waited till the night before. They're like. Oh, that's like a year and a half away. So we got to start testing. And that's what all these different brands are doing. So they're moving from like a polyester polyethylene combination package to a pure polyethylene for store drop off or how to recycle. So uh, we have a big plant for example, not plant, but customer grower in Mexico, and they're doing a big trial next month. So we'll be down there with a pure polyethylene structure and doing some stuff for some of the major brands down there making sure it runs well. So really excited that I get to take uh, that old hat from S1 labels and packaging and put it on here. Unfortunately, the cost of compostable is kind of a non-starter with the volumes that we're talking about. Switching out polyethylene for polyester, that's a marginal difference, let's say 20% more expensive. Going to compostable, you're looking at three to four X. And when I even present that to anybody, they, they basically get laughed out at this point. So that's yeah, it's um, I, I, I've had a couple of conversations with people about that, and it is sort of a like chicken and egg thing, I guess. But at the end of the day, especially with current call it like current economic times, right, where there's some just uh, there's economic uncertainty is probably the kindest way of putting it. Mm -hmm. Asking a, a brand that is already fighting inflationary pressures and labor shortages and all that to then go spend you know 4x more on packaging that may or may not end up actually getting composted because of the lack of industrial composting facilities in the u.s is like it's it just sucks to say because i i it sucks to say it's a non-starter for a lot of brands not all brands obviously it's happening you know there's companies that are out there manufacturing it but it, it's just the reality. I mean, there's only, there's only so much that you can do, right? You just have to, you, you come face to face with realities and you gotta, you gotta be willing to walk through them. So I agree, but, but is compostable, compostable packaging is something that you do at Freedom Packaging though. We offer it. We just don't get a lot of takers on it, unfortunately. And you know, some of it is the frozen fruits and vegetables. They're not the most expensive things on the planet, even with the inflationary pressures of food going up. Um, which has actually benefited us. And I'll get to that in a second. But, you know, where you see compostable packaging is like cannabis, right? It's a, a, an eighth of an ounce and it's $50. So if your package it goes from 45 cents to $1.50, you can absorb that if the contents are worth $50. If it's a 99 cent bag of Frito-Lay chips, where are you going to bury that additional packaging cost? You have nowhere to, to hide it, right? So that's that's kind of the issue there. But the the Interesting thing about food inflation, uh, I don't love it. Nobody loves it, but it is a weird way that it's benefiting freedom packaging is that uh, people are starting to look at house brands and stop buying the larger or the big oh, brands right. because the house brands are, brands are cheaper. And it's also steering people away from fresh produce into frozen produce because of food waste. I mean, when you have frozen strawberries, your shelf life in a package is a year and a half, two years. 
right? If you buy fresh strawberries, you better eat them in a week or you're throwing away $4 worth of strawberries or eggs, yeah. for example, eggs really exploded. You know, we don't do frozen eggs, by the way. I don't think that's a thing. But... I was going to say, is there, what's the substitute? <laughs> you're right. No. I mean, eggs, the, the cost, I mean, I have five kids. <laughs> I see, I see our yeah. grocery bills. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Um, and, and you're absolutely correct. I mean, the, there, there should probably be a rise in um, private label, private label products, just given the fact they tend to carry a, a lower, a lower, a lower cost relative to their, to their branded um, counterparts. So that's fascinating. The, I was going to ask you a question about, um, oh, you had mentioned that there, so you have freedom packaging and then you mentioned the other side of of the business but that's not the other side of freedom packaging that's just it's another company that's maybe under, this, under the own umbrella correct correct same owner owns both companies so and they're doing rigids right so if you get a head of lettuce in a rigid plastic like injection molded or thermoform plastic that's what they're doing and, and we're seeing a lot of push in sustainability there to make sure that it, maybe you can make it out of polyethylene you know and this is I can't speak too intelligently on that side of the business. I'm still getting my feet wet on freedom. So I haven't even opened that can of worms yet to really understand the other side of the business. Until... It's a clamshell. It's a clamshell of worms, actually. <laughs> well played, sir. Thank well you. Played. Thank you. I'll be here uh, all week. Actually, I will be. I'll be on this. You'll hear, you can hear my voice on this podcast every week. If you play this episode every single day, I will actually be here uh, with Tom. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I've got, you know, it's like a stakeout. I've got a ton of beef jerky and all types of stuff around me. So I'm, I'm in for the long haul. Cases oh. of water. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> the best. Uh, okay, so let me ask you a question then in terms of like things that we've been asked at Myers that I'm starting to see brands become more and more aware of, which is uh, extended producer responsibility. Is that... Is that something that has made its way into the private label brand world where you're getting more requests for, uh, you know, average weight of material and preparing to do reporting on their, you know, scope one, scope two, scope three emissions, all that kind of stuff. Has that made its way over to freedom packaging yet? Or is it still sort of out in the future? Like, well, maybe, but not really. It's, it's starting to trickle in a little bit. You know, we're getting some requests outside of your standard regulatory requests. That's interesting. Like, what is your packaging made out of? Is it recyclable? Is it sustainable? What is your uh, carbon footprint to produce the packaging? I've gotten a couple requests out of that, but it's not not mainstream yet. But that 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 is coming. Right? It's that, coming, we're, right? We're I mean, that's that. yeah. That's the that was kind of my point. Is if it's not there, it's gonna be it's gonna be happening soon. And, you know, one thing that I've never actually thought about that I'd be curious to tease out here is I make, so I make, all, I make all these TikTok videos, right? And some of them are really stupid. Like I, I made one in the shower. I was like, what am I doing? My, my wife's like, what are you oh, doing? The box, the opening th that you just posted the other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw that. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> um, but I get a lot of comments, right? So like I, I did a post about uh like the clamshells for like fresh fruits and like fresh berries and strawberries and i was just like mm -hmm. what do you think the alternative is 
And it's interesting because I, I would think if I did the same thing for like frozen fruits, it's like, what's the alternative? And I don't, I don't even know what that answer would be. Right. Like it's folding cartons. Like what, what are you, what are you going to do if you had to like, like a lot, there's a big push for like, let's get rid of single use plastic. Right. Like that's been a big push for a while. Um, so like, I can't, I don't even know what that alternative would be. Right. That's like going to have the efficacy that's going to give the, it's going to give the product its protection. It's going to keep its freshness. It's going to do all the stuff that it has to do to make sure that those strawberries stay good for two and a half years. Yeah. So I think there's two things, right? So typically any type of bag is usually polyester laminated to polyethylene, like I said before. So if you can get polyethylene to start acting like polyester, then you have pure polyethylene package and that can go in the store drop off. It becomes circular because then we could take some of that polyethylene stream, which is the cleanest stream out there compared to any other plastic, right? Yep. Think about every roll of, of um, paper towels has that polyethylene bag. If you buy a big piece of furniture, it's got a massive piece of clear polyethylene around it, right? So it's one of the cleaner or less contaminated streams out there. And then we could take that PCR content and fold it in. So we're creating demand for our own and there's your circular economy. The other way to go about it is paper. Um, you could do some pretty clever things with paper, which is composable and recyclable, which I love depending on the paper substrate and how it's made. But if you can take some water-based products and create an oxygen barrier and a moisture barrier with a water-based coating, that's still composable and recyclable and put a heat seal coating on the other side. Now you're just taking a piece of paper and you're making it a functional package. The, the downside that I'm seeing with paper is that to create paper, so much energy. You basically buy pulp and then you add a bunch of water to it. And then you spend a bunch of energy getting all the water back out that you just added into it in order to make paper. So what I'm seeing, especially in Europe, where their energy costs are just massive. And those are some of the biggest paper manufacturers are in Germany, right? Or Japan, where their energy costs are just going through the roof. They're like, can't do it. I mean, if you ask a major, like Felix Schuller is a major paper manufacturer based in Germany. I asked them what their electric bill was per month, and it was insane. In insane. It's like when you ask that guy that's got like the two-story flat, like park side in New York, what are you paying in rent? And they're like $27,000 a month. You're like, what are you doing? You know, you're just burning cash. Buy something in New Jersey and become the bridge and uh, tunnel crowd, you know, at least have an asset at the end of the day. And that's how I feel about their, their energy. It's, I mean, UK has to artificially cap their energy costs because companies are just shutting down. Like, can't be mm. profitable. So that kind of kills. That was a long way for me to say paper is awesome if paper was able to be produced in a way that didn't create cost so much energy. Yeah, yeah. And you, you said uh, something that I'm it's very foreign to me. Did, is that real? Do people are people paying twenty seven thousand dollars a month to rent places in New York City? Yeah, yeah. So a friend of mine worked for a company. I can't remember. It was like CNG. It was a big print company based in Manhattan, which is bananas, right? You have a huge footprint to have all these different printers. Right. And they're in Manhattan. Like, go to Long Island. See, cut your cause in that. Um, that's what everybody else does. But he had an apartment. It was a two-story apartment, right? Part side. And yeah, he was paying $27,000 a month in rent. Man, that guy was... He had to either been independently wealthy or making a lot of money. That's crazy. That's like a, you have to be you have to legit be making a million dollars a year to even come close to affording that. And if you're doing that, to your point, this is not a financial podcast. But let's just say uh, 
that that's probably not the best way to be spending your money. Um, no, no, no. I mean, renting. renting, renting, not even buy. It's not a mortgage. You're just burning cash. That's crazy. Uh, well, stupid me out here in Salt Lake City, Utah, in my single family house, I guess that I that that I have a mortgage on. Um, when I could when I could be paying twenty seven grand a month to rent with my five kids and one wife. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a great deal. You just need, you know, need to make sure all your kids are working, regardless of age. Just get put them in the work. Just all of them, all of them. Yeah. Every you, you people would have to buy so much weenus lube for that to happen. I mean, I'm talking like tens of thousands of tubes a week, uh, which I'm here for. If you want to do that, you can go to weenuslube.com. W e e n u s l u b e dot com. Do you want your? There you go. Do you want? Oh, your, I, 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 I was going to go to the Tom, you ruined it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. If you want your elbows supple and smooth, pick up a tube of Weenus Lube. Okay. What were you going to say, Tom? Uh, I, I, I didn't get to watch that whole uh, cast on that. How did it go into the recyclable pump? I got like halfway through. Great. Yeah. It's only like a three minute video. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Like it was like a Netflix show or something. Like I only got halfway through Breaking Bad. It's a three minute video, dude. What came up? I'm a squirrel. I'm a squirrel. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Ooh, what's that? Oh, email. Oh, dude, that's you know. got a 30 second TikTok for you. You had to watch for a full two and a half minutes. Uh, no, I'm a Vine guy. I'm I'm 45. Give me my seven second Vines. Remember those? Those are great. That's my attention span. I just. <laughs> I never got into Vines. Uh, I did love me some MySpace, though. I loved MySpace so much. And, oh. uh, and Facebook, early Facebook, like college email only. I was in college. It was phenomenal. Like Napster was around. and Oh, yeah. Those, those were, I guess, the days. Uh, they were probably really terrible things happening then. But I was also in college. and It was great. Um, uh, moving from, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going down that rabbit hole a little bit. Moving from dial-up to like a T1 with Napster when you, Oh my goodness! I was like free music, but it would take ten minutes to download one song with dial-up, and then you get a T1, and you just like. Oh, I was man. sitting there. I was like, I have so many songs burned onto these CDs, and and you felt, and yeah, I was talking to my kids about like making a mixtape, like on the rate on the you know with with my cassette tape deck, and I'd sit there and just listen to the radio station for like an hour, just waiting for like the latest. Bell Bib DeVoe song to come on so I could record it. You had kids, you needed effort. There's no playlist. There's no Spotify. Kids yeah. just don't know how to work these days. Uh, that's not true. No. Kids work really hard. And uh, and I'm sure well, here's how we're going to pull this back together. I'm sure if there are any um, young people looking to get into the industry, Tom would be a great person to talk to. Uh, love, love your uh, you, you've always, you always bring such great energy Um so let's we're here at the end of the podcast and I want to give you an opportunity to let people know how to get in touch with you now that you're at freedom packaging uh, you know, maybe are you looking to hire folks? Are you looking to meet with new clients or what, what are the things like, it's your turn. It's your turn to pitch your product. I pitched weenus lube. You get to pitch freedom packaging. Yeah, thank you for that opportunity. I don't have a cool jingle, but I just added it to my punch list of things to come up with. Um, but yeah, so 
if you are in that world of packaging for, if you're a co-packer and you're looking for packaging, we're not, right now we're focused on frozen fruits and vegetables, but my goal over the next five years is to expand freedom packaging in the multiple markets, obviously looking at cannabis market because I'm familiar with it from S1LP. If you want to get a hold of us, we have freedom packaging you can find on LinkedIn. My email is tom at freedompackaging.com. Feel free. Uh, I think we're going to have a sales force that's going to just start to explode. We have a growth mindset. Mindset. So yeah, we have a small company, but uh, my goal is to make it really large. So if you're, if you're interested in working for us, please reach out. If you have any questions or anything about sustainable packaging, I will sit and talk about that all day long till I'm blue in the face. And I might not be right, but I'm passionate. So that counts for something. <laughs> Hey, these days, these days, that's all you need. You don't have to, I might not be right, but I'm passionate. That's, that's a great tagline for a lot of different <laughs> all around our, our country of America. Uh, Tom, it's always so fun. I'm glad we got to have you on here for a, for a, another one, my DJ Khaled voice. Um, but it's been great. Appreciate you coming on. Everyone go check out Freedom Packaging, reach out to Tom. If you are listening to this, you'll be able to just click buttons down in the show notes and it will take you to his LinkedIn page, take you to the Freedom Packaging page, take you to his email address. I, I'm doing all the work here, doing all the work. I'm sorry. Not for you, but I'm doing it for the people because I'm a, I'm a man that. of the people. I'm doing it for the people of packaging. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Adam. I really appreciate uh, the time and the opportunity. It's so good to see you again. Hey, congrats. You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.